Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Lingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research, which has found that radiation levels in the Marshall Islands, where the United States conducted nuclear tests during the Cold War, are still alarmingly high. Ancient submerged volcanoes rise up from the ocean floor, their tips littering the landscape as tremendous shadows of the past cast a barely visible film of filth across this false Pacific paradise. Where Spanish conquistadors once prowled the dunes, scintillators now sweep across the sands, combing beaches for dirty treasures that can no longer lie buried. Pantry islands not suitable for habitation lie in wait, their rotten fruit a siren's call to scattered islanders who cross impossible craters and invisible barriers of radiological taboo. Satellites, statistics, and empirical semivariograms are calibrated against international safety standards for radiation exposure, each data point weighed against an avalanche of history and regret. Scatter plots and stick charts, unshrouding mysteries that malformed coconuts and irradiated pandanus have long known that this contaminated land will not ever be a home. This poem is inspired by research published in the Proceedings of the Natural Academy of Sciences of the United States of America, which found that radiation levels in parts of the Central Pacific Ocean, where the United States conducted nuclear tests during the Cold War, are up to a thousand times higher than in samples from areas affected by the Chernobyl and Fukushima disasters. The Marshall Islands lie in the Pacific Ocean, roughly halfway between Australia and Hawaii. Made up of 1,156 individual islands and islets, the country's population is spread out over 29 coral atolls, which are defined as islands or chain of islets, connected by a coral reef that nearly or entirely encloses a lagoon. These islands were formed by ancient volcanoes rising up out of the sea floor, and it was thought that they were first settled approximately 3,000 years ago by immigrants traveling from Southeast Asia. The islands were historically known by the inhabitants as Jolette Gen Ani, translated into English as Gifts from God. Europeans first started exploring the islands in the early 1500s, and despite being formally possessed by Spain for most of their colonial history, they were largely left to their own devices. In the 1800s, the German Empire attempted to annex them, but an agreement with the Spanish was eventually reached. And then at the start of World War I, Japan assumed control of the islands before the US took control, fully occupying power, in 1947. Between 1946 and 1958, the United States detonated 67 nuclear bombs across the Marshall Islands, the largest of which was codenamed Castle Bravo. And this was a thousand times more powerful than either of the bombs dropped on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima or Nagasaki. In its wake, it left a crater on the ocean floor that was 1.5 kilometers in diameter and 75 meters deep. This Castle Bravo detonation took place over the Bikini Atoll where residents were forcibly relocated in 1946, shipped around seven different islands due to unsustainable food and water sources. Now, some of these inhabitants returned to the Bikini Islands in the late 1960s after the US government declared the island safe for resettlement. 
but they were soon forced to leave again due to high levels of radiation exposure. The Inawata Atoll was also used as a ground zero for the United States nuclear tests, similarly causing unprecedented environmental contamination and long-term adverse health effects. Since the late 1960s, the Marshall Islands have experienced a rapid population growth with just over 75,000 people living on two islands, unable to return to their ancestral homes because of the nuclear contamination. By examining external gamma radiation and soil contamination, this new research has found that in some regions, concentrations are even today still up to 1,000 times higher than in samples from areas affected by the Chernobyl and Fukushima disasters. Yet, in spite of these high radiation concentrations, many islanders still frequent several of these unpopulated islands in search of food or other resources, in particular during harvest and feast seasons. Yet, despite many of the islanders and their descendants still living in exile because of these high levels of contaminated radiation, less than $4 million has been awarded by the United States out of a $2.2 billion judgment rendered by a national claims tribunal. Sadly, given that the Marshall Islands Nuclear Claims Tribunal itself appears to have run out of funds, there appears to be little chance that the inhabitants of these islands will ever be fully compensated for the atrocities that they were forced to endure. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Ancient submerged volcanoes rise up from the ocean floor. Their tips littering the landscape as tremendous shadows of the past cast a barely visible film of filth across this false Pacific paradise. Where Spanish conquistadors once prowled the dunes, scintillators now sweep across the sands, combing beaches for dirty treasures that can no longer lie buried. Pantry islands not suitable for habitation lie in wait, their rotten fruit a siren's call to scattered islanders who cross impossible craters and invisible barriers of radiological taboo. Satellites, statistics and empirical semivariograms are calibrated against international safety standards for radiation exposure, each data point weighed against an avalanche of history and regret. Scatter plots and stick charts, unshrouding mysteries that malformed coconuts and irradiated pandanus have long known that this contaminated land will not ever be a home. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading a section from Tell Them by Kathy Jetnil Kiljner. Kathy Jetnil Kiljner is a poet and performance artist from the Marshall Islands. She earned her MA at the University of Hawaii, and in her words, her poetry mainly focuses on raising awareness surrounding the issues and threats faced by my people. Nuclear testing conducted in our islands, militarism, the rising sea level as a result of climate change, forced migration, adaptation and racism in America. These are just a few themes my poetry touches upon. I also use poetry as a means of understanding the people and the world around me. This poem, representing the Marshall Islands, was part of The Written World, a collaboration between the Scottish Poetry Library and the BBC to broadcast a poem from every single nation competing in the 2012 London Olympic Games. Tell Them, by Cathy Jetnil Kilnjner. 
I prepared the package for my friends in the States, the dangling earrings woven into half-moons, black pearls glinting like an eye in a storm of tight spirals, the baskets sturdy, also woven brown, cowrie shells shiny, intricate, mandalas shaped by calloused fingers. Inside the basket, a message. Wear these earrings to parties, to your classes and meetings, to the grocery store, the corner store, and while riding the bus. Store jewellery, incense, copper coins and curling letters like this one into this basket. And when others ask you where you got this, you tell them they're from the Marshall Islands. Show them where it is on a map. Tell them we are a proud people, toasted dark brown as the carved ribs of a tree stump. Tell them we are descendants of the finest navigators in the world. Tell them our islands were dropped from a basket, carried by a giant. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. <laughs>